sports247.com, 247sports.com, and then 102.7 FM. I mean, Chip, a busy day for you uh, on the air today. You had, you were talking U.S. Open with Rich Beam. I think you had Coach Trailer come by, UTSA. I mean, there's a – oh, my, we've got some music for you there. This is big time. I mean, that's a – uh, walk-up music? Yeah, I thought it was a little late, but I kind of like it. We, you know, any, okay. I think you deserve some walk-up music, anything you want. But uh, pretty busy day. And then, of course, you had to weave in the breaking news that you had of this Texas schedule. Now, that was I bet that was a power pack two hours of radio earlier today. Yeah, no, thanks for the uh, thanks for the shameless plug. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, yeah, if uh, there are any, um, I mean, college football fans listening, feel free to download the 1027 ESPN app, you know, middays, 11 to 1, get your college football fix. Um, and we talk other things too, but college football season never ends. Um, so, yeah, wild day, great stuff. Got uh, U.S. Open golf happening starting tomorrow. Jeff Trailer back-to-back conference USA champions now in the American Athletic Conference, thanks to Houston and Cincy and Central Florida. Moving on to the Big 12, and yeah, last night I was able to. Uh, you know, wrestle a couple of nuggets out of uh, some sources about the Texas Longhorns uh, SEC schedule, which will be announced, the 2024 SEC schedule, which will be announced um, in about an hour, um, that Texas will indeed be reunited with former rivals Texas A&M and Arkansas on the road in 2024 uh, while getting – a home game against the current two-time defending national champion Georgia Bulldogs. Welcome to the SEC. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever uh, break some Cowboys schedule news back in the day? We used to try to. We used to try to grab a few of those games, and I remember being given a few things a little early back in the day. Sometimes they would let us have it so we would be ready at the appointed hour. But you were covering them before the network was doing that whole show, or about the time they probably started that up. Do you remember trying to get the scoop on the Dallas Cowboys schedule, which would come out in, I guess, April each year? Mostly, I was just trying to figure out whether it was going to be Ryan Leaf or Quincy Carter at quarterback. Chad Hutchinson. Um, Chutch. You know, I Chutch. Those, those were the stories that I was was trying to break you know i was covering the lenny and squiggy years i think you got some better (laughs) years than i did i left right as parcells was uh coming in so uh bad timing by me no we you left us with some good stuff with parcells at arkansas at texas a&m georgia coming in what are the longhorns what the people you talk to and even the officials there as these things uh leak out and as you report on some of these things what is kind of the initial reaction kind of like like you said welcome to the sec you knew it wasn't going to be easy but boy with georgia coming to town uh it it just ramps up i mean you talk about an immediate wake-up call uh this thing's going to look a little different than the big 12 schedule which is not easy at all 
but still, this is a this is a different animal. Yeah, I mean, it's and I'm I'm hearing Florida might be coming in uh, to Austin mm. as well. They're a little mm. bit more of a rebuild mode, um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is what you came for, right? Isn't that what Rihanna, uh, you know, says? But it it's you know, this is why I think 2023 is so critical for Texas football. Probably the most critical, certainly since 05, because Sarkeesian's recruited well. He's got momentum. Uh, on paper, his team looks like it's ready to challenge for a conference title. He's talking about that openly. And if Texas can maintain that momentum and show that it can build a championship mindset while developing, you know, these recruits who came in the, you know, top five class nationally in 2022 and the top three class in 23 well then texas has a chance to go into the sec and compete in the top half um if not if they fall short or if the if the momentum you know stops because it's another eight win season or something like that then then they enter the sec you know trying to answer questions about why texas can't maximize its talent so it's just a huge year for texas football uh in my opinion as to you know are they going to continue to be able to recruit the way they've been recruiting because they've really built up the offensive line but they're going to have some holes to fill on the defensive line by the time they go in you know to that 2024 schedule so um fascinating times though Mm -hmm. to to be talking about all of this uh, and making new contacts in the SEC and learning a new conference. Um, it, it is fascinating. Did you go out to Destin? I feel like that's where you you definitely need to be. I could see some I great was there. radio. I was there on the oh, Blake that's Sandy great. Beaches. Oh, yeah. Make my, you know, that's, that's a long time Mosley vacation destination. We started in, in, in San Destin. And then made it out to Seaside. But that's where, as you well know, that's where the SEC coaches love to hang out. I bet you enjoyed that atmosphere there. Oh, I did. I was, uh, you know, fortunately my wife was able to go out to the beach. And I was roaming the lobby of the Hilton Sandestin looking for Brian Kelly, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and anyone else who'd stop to talk to me. Rick Barnes. Chris Beard. <laughs> oh, gosh. Chris Beard. Was he excited to see you? I think I saw uh, one no. of his responses. <laughs> but he did. He, you know, I he couldn't run. So, you know, he, he, he said that he's moving on and doesn't want to talk uh-huh. about what happened at Texas. He's all eyes forward. Yeah, I I bet that is the case with him. Now, what about the the Aggies? You think I mean the Longhorns? Now that it's out there, uh, you've reported it going to Kyle Field in 2024. Does that get the blood pumping? Bringing this thing back? Do you think the Horns are more excited about that matchup than the Aggies, or do you think both fan bases today, as this news comes out? Are, uh, are kind of starting to think, oh, man, this is going to be fun. Renew this thing. You know, I think a lot of the fans on both sides at this moment 
Um, some can convince themselves that ah, I didn't miss it. But by the time that game, uh, by the time we get to game week, everybody's going to be back on point. I mean, these two schools talk about each other in their fight songs. It's a hundred year rivalry. It's meant to be played. And by the time this game rolls around in 2024, both sides are going to be ready and they're going to be, you know, amped and totally invested. Oh, Chip Brown joining the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas, horns247.com, 247sports.com, 102.7 FM. You can hear him from 11 to 1 at midday. I did a little bit of midday work a few years ago. That's not bad, Chip. It's kind of, you know, you got it it does weird things with your lunch. You can't really you don't really eat big before, but it's still that's kind of you just knock it out and then you can kind of get on with the rest of your day. And then you've got a couple people in there with you. Although when you had me on, you did not let them participate much. I understand their their names come up like in the title of the show, but from what I heard, that should be the Chip Brown show. I mean, well, again, now maybe you work them in when I'm not on or something like that, but I did not hear much from those other personalities. <laughs> oh, th- those guys are great. I mean, they're the they're the laugh track on the show, and and okay. uh, and so we have fun. But you know, on those interviews, you know, I'm gonna put my elbows out a little bit mostly i mean that's that's what i do <laughs> you've let a you've never known to let an elbow fly uh for sure what about that pop fly the other night uh it's sunken uh, diamond how are the longhorns dealing with the aftermath of that i mean that way even i don't feel a lot of pain on behalf of the longhorns but again i don't poke fun i do poke fun at them but i don't really laugh in the aftermath of something that awful because those are young people. They're great players. Those outfielders, that right fielder is unbelievable. And to just lose that thing, um, that that just kind of a heartbreaking deal to watch after they came back and made that. I just felt like we all got robbed. You don't know if they're going to win the game, but they, got, they were going to get out of that inning, and then we were going to have some great baseball continuing on and I, it just felt like we kind of got robbed of of more interesting baseball. Um, how the has worst, the team? Yeah, yeah. What's the worst movie ending? What's the worst movie ending you've ever seen? Is it No Country for Old Men? I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like you're you're riveted by this movie. It, that game had so many crazy twists and turns. You know, the kid from. Stanford who thought he'd hit a home run because the ball got lost in the white logo of the Pac-12. Yeah. And the, I mean, and that kid's throwing his helmet off like he's won the game and he almost got thrown out at second. Yet, you know, overrules three different times. It, it was crazy. And, yeah, how just cruel. You know, Augie Garrido said it in 2014. I've never forgotten it. They lost a 10-inning game to Vanderbilt, would have put him in the – college world series championship series and they lost you know heartbreaker and he said baseball is a cruel game you have to get your head around that and and come back stronger and so it was cruel because here's dylan campbell like you said unbelievable 38 game hitting streak during the year big 12 record he you know had just gunned out a guy at third base in the eighth inning and got the you know a seven pitch at bat uh, after an 0-2 count to bring in the tying run six all 
And then, you know, that ball goes seven seconds up in the air. Neither the center fielder or right fielder could find it. Apparently Stanford's lights don't, you know, shoot up at all. They just shoot across the field. So if the lights get, or the ball gets up above those lights at twilight, you can't pick it out. You can't pick out that little gray ball against that gray sky. So um, A&M talked about it too. So that I, I don't know if Stanford's outfielders have like, you know, night vision goggles on their sunglasses when they flip them down at night. I don't know. But um, yeah, that was crazy. That was a horrible ending to that game. It was like, what? You know, again, pick your favorite or worst mm-hmm. movie ending. That's what it was. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. People did not like the ending of the TV show Lost. But, boy, that you're right. It was very cruel. 47-game uh, hitting streak, by the way, for the young man from the Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts, Jonah well, Cox. Gosh. That's pretty awesome. So Oral Roberts does make it to the College World Series. Their coach was on with me yesterday, Chip. What a guy. Ryan <laughs> Fulmer. Um, what a What a story. That is. I, I think, uh, I don't know, maybe you'll root for the old Big 12 or TCU, but I, I well, kind of want to see the Golden Eagles do well in this College World Series. Yeah, they're great. I mean, they give up an 8-0 run, you know, 8-0 lead to Oregon, and everyone thinks, oh, their hearts have been punctured. And then they come back and win that series at Oregon. And TCU's the hottest team in baseball. Well, they won 11 in a row. Um, why can't those two be on opposite sides of the bracket? Why are they looking to, you know, why are they on the same side of the bracket? But that's, that's what we're going to get. I think that's the most interesting first, you know, first round game of the college world series. I, I agree with you. I mean, you got two teams right now that, that think they can't lose. And that's when, you know, really fun stuff happens. All right, are you having a watch party um, over at the house, or, or are you going to be – Oh, yeah. Are you all going to – okay. Uh, for the 6 p.m. SEC schedule release, that's big-time yeah. stuff. Yeah, and the uh, only problem is Chip's ruined it for everybody because he's already leaked the schedule out for the Longhorns. Uh-huh. So SEC's mad at Chip Brown. Uh, in fact, Sankey has uh, – I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Sankey fired off an email to you, Chip. Watch out. Watch well, out for that, that SEC. I heard there was some communication over to the University of Texas, but uh, <laughs> what can you do? And by the way, don't forget, Texas was supposed to play Michigan in Austin in 2024, but that became a bargaining chip for Fox to be made whole uh, for Texas and Oklahoma to leave the Big 12 early. So now – Texas is playing at Michigan in 2024. Throw that into the mix with Georgia and whatever, whatever else the SEC throws the Longhorns way. Yeah, be interesting to see what OU ends up with. I mean, that's going to be fascinating to see what those matchups are like. Hey, Chip, really appreciate it. Uh, Strong day of radio for you, Central Texas, Austin. I mean, touch them all, sir. I appreciate it. (laughs) Hey, anytime, Mosley. Take care. All right. There he goes. Chip Brown, breaking news on this Longhorn schedule today. And uh, I'll tell you what we're going to do next.